0: Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today we have intimacy expert Alana Pratt. And Alana inspires open-hearted, unapologetic, living with delicious sass. This cum laude Ivy League vlogger viewed by 4 million on YouTube is the go-to expert to support her clients to trust again after a harsh breakup. She provides the key to creating hot, healthy, living, intimate relationships by cultivating the most important relationship of all with themselves. Buckle up everyone, you're about to meet one of the most passionate and inspiring leaders I know. She's going to talk about the strength and vulnerability, giving yourself permission to feel the darkest and deepest emotions so that they move through you and help you heal. We talked about Mel Robbins' five-second rules, a game changer, and so much more. I can't wait for you to meet Alana. Here she is. I am so excited to have Alana Pratt here today. She is, you know, betrayal can knock us down. It doesn't have to knock us out. But what happens when we pick ourselves up and and start over and learn to trust again and love again and feel safe again and be vulnerable? We have the expert here who is going to share all that. So welcome. We're so excited to have you. Oh, Debbie, it's so great to be here. And it's so great to
1: be in a conversation where it's okay to be vulnerable and yet not all the way to being a victim, like really find the strength in our vulnerability, the strength in our softness to keep our heart open and move forward in that way that we're still safe, we're still discerning, but we're also open and receiving and allowing of the magic and the miracles that really are waiting for us when we do our inner work.
0: And that's what's so scary because something like betrayal, we just, we close our heart down because, you know, there was such an attack that we, you know, we keep out the bad guys, but we keep out the good guys too. Exactly. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that. Talk about vulnerability. And then of course, I want to get into your story too.
1: Mm, thank you. You are so wise. We do shut our heart. And that's just beautiful, healthy. We're, we're loving ourselves. We're protecting ourselves. And yet in so doing, we're also cutting ourselves off from our own uh, intuition, our instincts. We're cutting ourselves off from the flow of life, that sacred, sexual, creative life force energy that that really wants to come in us. And through us and, and guide us in our life. And yet, what do you do when you, you hit rock bottom and you're in the bath like me with a bag of potato chips and a <laughs> shot of tequila crying your face off? <laughs> like how, you how do you get through it? So, So a little bit about vulnerability is that it's very intense. To open all the way is to really let all of life, all of the emotions through our bodies. And it's, it's very uncomfortable. So a lot of us shut down our hearts, shut down our bodies, go into our very brilliant strategic minds and try to figure it out to make it happen in our masculine energy. And then we just get sideswiped. We get betrayed. Uh, we don't see it coming. We don't see the red flags because we don't see red flags with eyes. We feel them with our bodies. We feel them with the body sensations, the instincts, the intuition, this feminine, uh uh-huh, uh-uh. And so vulnerability is intense. You've got to be willing to feel the good and the bad. And Mm -hmm. I'm just reminded of the moment my mom died and there she was dead. And they're like, do you, you know, you got to be out by noon. Do you want to give her organs? It was all so Mm -hmm. clinical. And I remember that moment of choosing to keep my heart open and feel that pain all the way to the core, maybe three breaths, four breaths of just like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to die. This hurts so bad. But because I was open in that intensity, I got flooded with this beautiful feeling of love. It was through pain, but it was love. Mm-hmm. And then nine months later, the, the week after my mom died, my sister got married and we just got drunk and pretended she was on a vacation just to get through it. Oh. I got pregnant at her wedding and nine months later there I was giving birth and my legs are splayed and I'm birthing the placenta and this beautiful little boys on my lap or on my chest. And I remember that same moment, like I could close my heart and just keep it together. Mm. Just like I could close my heart and keep it together when mom died. But I'm like, no. Gonna surrender, I'm gonna open, I'm gonna be uncomfortably vulnerable and feel the bliss of this magical moment of looking in my son's eyes for the first time. And it was it was the opposite of pain, it was bliss. But when I breathe, you know, one, two, three, four breaths, just stayed present. It was the same feeling of love mm. of the nine months earlier when my mom died, and I had this instant awareness and I saw a heart. And Debbie, you know, like a heart goes down one side and Mm -hmm. then down the other side, two sides to this heart. And it made me realize life is not about doing it right, looking good, being happy all the time. Life is about experience. And whether it's through the path of pain or through the path of bliss, if we keep our heart open, if we open in vulnerability, we return to the same place, Mm -hmm. love. And, and that helped me be brave and keep going.
0: Beautiful. I, I I love how you shared that. And here's the thing though, how do you get through? Because I know so many people are saying, I would love to be vulnerable, but it's terrifying. It's just yeah. so scary. And I can't take that chance. And I know in, in, I've always found it's whenever I've taken that chance to be vulnerable, whether it's in a conversation with a friend, we, you know, we've gotten to that next level or even in rebuilding with my husband, we've created an entirely new relationship or in, in loss with, with grief and, and with death, there's always something to be gained. But how do you, how do you teach getting to that point where being vulnerable is okay?
1: Mm. I would say vulnerability is always going to be uncomfortable. Don't kid yourself that it's going to ever be a walk in the park. It's not. However, there's a couple pieces. Navigating intense emotions is a must. We've got to be able to learn to stay present when these huge emotions flood our bodies. And I'm sure you've probably all heard of Mel Robbins. She's like mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And her very simple but profound procedure is just to say to the brain, five, four, three, two, one. And then some sort of statement like "I got this," mm-hmm. or "I've got my own back," or "Or I like to visualize little you inside your heart." Like "I got your back, little one." I, I we can do this. So say something and then change your posture. Just like you know, take a breath, open your heart a bit. And if in the moment of intensity you can help your brain stay in the prefrontal cortex, if you can stop going into that reptilian brain that floods us with all that cortisol and disconnects us from our intelligence. If you can help your brain and your body navigate intense emotions, that's one piece that will help you be able to stay in that vulnerable moment, stay connected to self and stay connected to the other. The other piece, and while I know if we operated on our body, we wouldn't find like little Debbie inside your heart. Mm -hmm. I like to imagine she's in there little Alana is in my heart. And in that vulnerable moment, if I put all my eggs in one basket, if I get attached to the outcome, if I need this to go well, if I get attached with importance to to the outcome, it is not going to go well. I'm going to push, I'm going to strategize, I'm going to try too hard, I'm going to make it happen. But if I'm like, hey, little one inside, I'm going to be vulnerable right now. If it goes well, great. And if it doesn't go well, great. I still love you just as much you're just as worthy, you matter just as much, I've got your back. Let's see what happens. Let's be curious. Let's let go of attachment. Let's hold this moment loosely, and let's just be present and open and see what's available. If you've got your own back, if you have this relationship with yourself on the inside, that's why I call myself an intimacy expert. I know it's a little cliche, into me, I see, but that's what the work we want to do. We want to go inside and say, can I love my scared, wobbly girl inside just as much as I love my triumphant, accomplished woman inside? Mm. And the job of unconditional love is to love all parts of ourselves equally, to love and accept all parts of ourselves equally. And when we can do that, then when we engage
0: in a vulnerable conversation,
1: no matter what the outcome, we're okay.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful message in self-love i want to make sure we just go over that first because maybe some people don't know who mel robbins is she had the five second rule can you explain what that is yeah very briefly um it's she went through her own life challenges like we all did and she
1: discovered when like in a nassau like when the rockets take off it's like five four three two one and what happens to the brain when it's about to go into fight or flight or freeze you say hang on five, four, three, two, one. And then you make a statement, um, some affirming statement, you'll be able to stay present, stay grounded, stay centered, stay in your prefrontal cortex. So the statement I love is I got this or we Mm. got this. And then she also encourages us to change our posture because, um, I'm not sure with all of her scientific uh, research, the, the reasons why, but for me as a, a dancer, since I was five years old, the life force energy flows through us and it, we're like a hose. And if you kind of cave over, you kind of kink your hose. But if you open and you feel your feet on the floor and you <clears throat> extend the top of your head to the, to the heavens and you open your heart wide and really inhale, the body aligns, the body um, helps you out, the, the life force energy flows through you. So that's really, um, you can learn more about Mel at her website or get her, get her book. But that is a a great key in staying Mm. present so we can be
0: vulnerable. And it only takes five seconds. That's the beauty, right? In five seconds over time, you really can change something. And here I am, I'm standing the way you described as if you could see me. (laughs) (laughs) Go Um, girl. (laughs) Yeah. So, so you're talking about the biggest block, a biggest block being to being successful and finding an ideal mate. What, can you explain that? What do you mean? Mm.
1: A lot of women, because we're so smart and we've learned to, instead of keeping our hearts open and being vulnerable, we've learned to be brilliant and strategize and figure shit out, right? Mm -hmm. We stay in our head. And to me, that's our biggest block to opening to love because we're going into it from fear. We're going into it, worst case scenario. We're going into it looking for what might go wrong and we end up creating that. And so if we can release all of our worst case scenarios, if we can do our inner work to really process the pain into the gift, if we can really see how much we've grown and evolved from these challenges, if we can see equal value in pain and pleasure, then we're present. Then we're able to live more in our intuitive nature, more in our heart, more in our soul, more in our uh uh-huh, uh-uh. And when we go into a, a dating situation, go into an interview situation, we're not attached to the results. We're okay already. We're coming from fullness already. We're coming from home, safe, secure, approved of inside already. Of course, we have a preference. Of course, we'd like to get the job or like the date to go well, but we don't need it to go well in order to be good enough because we've already done all that inner work inside. And then you can become more curious. You can become more inviting, more alluring. You find you have humor that was latent inside. You you find you have this radiance that begins to shine through you when you just give yourself a break and relax and just open and rest into your beautiful, sacred, divine body. And, and you'll find that people are like, mm, she has that it factor. What is that it factor? I want to hire her. I want to date her. And it's because you actually don't need anybody's approval. You don't need to control your circumstances. Yes, you'd prefer things go a certain way, but you're actually absolutely deliciously okay in the moment. And yes, this takes practice, but it's completely possible. And to me, that allows your ideal partner, your ideal clients to really feel you resonate with you. There's something about you. I just feel so home. Mm -hmm.
0: And Alana, I can just hear people say, well, that sounds wonderful. And I'd love to be able to do do that, but I'm really not okay. And I really am lacking in this way or that way, because we start believing our own press, you know, all the things we say to ourselves, how do you, how do you handle somebody? Or what would you say to that person who's saying, oh, no, 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 I really am not worthy and deserving or lovable or anything.
1: Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. first I'd give him a big old hug Mm -hmm. and a little noogie and a little (laughs) kiss and a little (laughs) snuggle. And then I would say, well, I've been there too. I've certainly been there uh, wanting a man's approval, wanting my daddy's love. Um, Hell, I even married two guys just to get love. I was so unable to be in my aloneness and unclear of my value and seeking approval. So I've totally been there. And the next thing I would say is I invite you to be brave and humble that none of us, if if we were supposed to do this all on our own, we'd all have our own planet, right? (laughs) We're all together, we're here to help each other. And so to reach out to someone like yourself or me, who's been there, who gets it, who doesn't judge, who loves unconditionally, who's willing to sit in the fire and teach what we've cultivated within ourselves so that you can come home to that place of worth that you matter. And, and really understand the difference between worth and accomplishments, that they're, you know we're, we're going to accomplish things and achieve things and they're going to come and they're going to go. And that's transient and we can't control it. And if we look to all of that for our worth, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. But worth is different. Worth is the same the moment you were born to the moment you die. The moment you wake up in the morning, you might accomplish more things, but your worth never changed. And that is not just an intellectual affirmation to say five or 10 times. It's an absolute embodiment. Be willing to find a mentor and do the work to know who and what you are at the core. Yeah. No one uh, can take that away from you.
0: I love that. And I, I love you defining the difference between worth versus accomplishment, because I think so many of us define our worth by our accomplishments. Oh, so- yes. Yes. Right. So here you're saying that has, that's, that's nice and all, but that is not or should not be the the definition of your worth. Beautiful. And
1: and I have total compassion because I'm a cum laude graduate of Columbia university. I'm a very smart girl. Aren't I good enough? I mean, Mm. I was a model. I was on magazine covers. Aren't I good enough? I was married to a multimillionaire. Aren't I good enough? You know, like all of that. I was Mm -hmm. told I, I, I drank the (laughs) Mm Kool-Aid. I was totally there, but I was so spinning inside. I was never home. I never felt that sense of exhale all the way. I never felt at peace in my skin. I never felt like the divine had my back. I always felt like I had to push and make it happen and go and and improve. And I was exhausted Mm -hmm. and I was terrified and I was insecure and I was fake as shit just Mm -hmm. pretending, you know, like, no, 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 really I'm fine. I am. And so it really takes, I believe, a surrendering. And I said before, humility and courage and bravery to really let go and say, you know, I'm, I'm pretty awesome and I've got some work to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's real power versus versus force. I love that. So worth is internal accomplishments, external. And there's never yeah. anything external that's ever going to fill that internal need, what needs to be filled. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Can you talk to us about trust Mm, I love this conversation. Yes. Mm. So like we were saying, when we're wired backwards, looking for safety, security approval on the outside, we also look for that in trusting somebody on the outside. And look at that. They said they'd do something and they didn't. They said they'd love me forever and they didn't. They said they'd never cheat and they did. And this is all this external seeking of security and, and, and putting all our eggs in one basket, trusting another. I did that. It doesn't Mm -hmm. work. And it really sideswipes us in betrayal when when they break their word. Mm -hmm. What I've discovered is the only thing, person, essence that I can trust is my own uh uh-huh, uh-uh, my own knowing. And even then, sometimes I might still get wrapped up in some shiny object or some, oh my God, I'm going to be on this radio show or, oh my God, this guy likes me. I can still get caught up in that. But at the end of the day, The only thing I can really trust is that come what may, I've got my own back. Come what may, even if I fall down seven times, I can get up eight. Come what may, I'm a good person. Come what may, I love and accept myself. And the more I trust in me, trust in that small niggly thing in my stomach that goes, "Ah, something's off here, or it's looking good, but I just don't quite trust it. The more I trust myself, the more I listen I love this, to the rustling of the morning stars from within. Mm. The more I listen to that little Alana saying, I don't know about him. He doesn't feel good. He sure looks good, but I don't know. Like, listen to our vagina. Is she clenching or is she juicy? Like, listening to all (laughs) sorts of inner wisdom. We start to trust ourselves. And even if we can't control the world, we can trust that come what may, I will get up again. And I've got my own back. And when you have this inner trust, you have a better ability to trust that someone's going to be who they are. You're actually willing to see who they are. When we're hoping and hoping they think we're good enough and do they approve of me and will I be safe? We actually won't let ourselves see the truth about them. Mm. But when we have this deep inner trust, inner connection, we're like, damn it, they are who they are. Yep. They cheated on the last couple of people that they were in relationship with. (sighs) Eventually they'll probably cheat on me. Mm. And we let ourselves know what's uncomfortable to know because we're able to sit in the fire and
0: trust ourselves. And, you know, it's, first of all, when you were describing the, the, the hoping, the wishing that it's, it felt so exhausting, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you know, it just did, and there's something about when you just trust in yourself. and but I want to be clear this this isn't to avoid relationships or avoid oh. support. And I know, and I know you 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 know, you agree. It's just that we need to to build ourselves. That's what you're saying, right?
1: Yes, we need mm-hmm. to build ourselves, and I'm in a healthy, thriving relationship with a boyfriend, with my son, with with friends, et cetera. It's basically not. Forcing or putting pressure on another to be perfect—it's basically letting somebody be human. It's letting yourself be human. It's—it's it's not being so attached and putting so much importance on this perfect relationship that's always going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's giving people a bit of a wide berth while knowing what you know mm-hmm. and not shining yourself on and BSing yourself that that relationships are perfect or this person is perfect or that we are perfect. Mm-hmm. It's just being more grounded and, and seeing a situation for what it is and still moving forward and still having wonderful communication skills to go deeper and still building extraordinary intimacy. Like with my boyfriend, when when he says something and I know he's, I don't know, just rushing through and doesn't want to upset me or, or doesn't want to own something. I, I have this way of knowing what I know and I start to smile and he looks at me. And he's like, okay, yeah, whatever busted. You're right. I, I mm-hmm. did eat the Cheerios or whatever he did. Like, I did right. eat your favorite chips. <laughs> and we have a good laugh about it. But I'm not judging him. I'm not emasculating him. But I am trusting something's off here. Something mm-hmm. doesn't feel quite right. And I don't need to blame him. But I am willing to trust myself. And then when you're that invitation in a relationship to communication, when you're that, when you put things, I call it like in a sandwich, you don't just go for the jugular, you don't hit below the belt. You just say, hey, this is like a sandwich, a piece of bread. I really love you. I love our relationship and I love the honesty we have. Middle of the sandwich. Can I be straight or can I ask you a question or something's kind of niggling at me? I'd love your insight into it. And then you say what's true. And then at the end of the sandwich, you're like, tell me what's true for you. And it's a totally different way of bringing up something rather than I, which pushes
0: people away. And what a nice way to, it's so not confrontational, but it's, it's working together. And I also love what you said it really takes the pressure off of one person being everything because that's really impossible. So you're, you, you see who somebody is fully, truly wholly, And then from there you say, okay, you're wonderful at this and I'm going to have this friend for that and this friend for this. And, and through all of our different relationships, we sort of get what we need. So how Hmm. do you, when we keep attracting uh, the same unavailable partners, what does that say about where we are and what we need to do?
1: It's it's a humbling message, and it was a message that I had to get when I attracted a quite an angry man. Um, I had to really realize I had some unprocessed anger inside of me. So, with the emotionally unavailable partners, what we need to realize is that on some level, we are emotionally unavailable to ourselves. We're not listening to ourselves. We're not honoring our truth. We haven't processed the shame. We, have, we don't know how to, to get over the sadness. We are still seething and rageful inside on some level. Some, some level we are not connected with ourselves. And if we're willing to do the inner work and process, um, heal these emotional triggers, do the quantum psychology processes to release trauma, the kind of deep inner work that I do with my clients, and I'm sure you do as well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: everything inside gets connected we begin to have an intimate relationship with these parts of ourselves that we've disowned and we're able to process them in a way that, that delivers wisdom, delivers insights, delivers ahas, raises our consciousness, allows us to be deeper, wider, grander, brighter, more centered, more unattached, more radiant than before. Do the work. And then when you have that inner intimate relationship with self, you're emotionally available to any of these emotions. You don't judge yourself, shame yourself, say you're not allowed to be scared here mm. and shove that part of you in a closet, hit her with a two by four and shut the door. We don't do that anymore. We mm-hmm. take our time. We have our morning practices. We go for our walks in nature. We have our baths. We listen, we cry, we feel, we move through what it is to experience a life as a human. Then On a vibrational, it's just science, on a vibrational level, you will attract a partner of like capacity where the two of you will be able to feel. The two of you will be able to stay in a difficult conversation and stay connected, hit above the belt, do these beautiful processes called dyads that I've been taught and I have in my book and my programs and I teach my clients how to really deeply connect in a safe honoring way that brings oh, extraordinary intimacy into a relationship.
0: Beautiful. And you know what I what I love about I love everything you're saying. But what I love about that is it takes when someone is is showing us something and instead of being the victim here, we can look at it and say, "Okay, that's a part of me that hasn't been looked at, dealt with, healed." Mm. So we're using it as information to say, okay, this is what still needs work. And let me do the work to bring me to whatever next level I'm, I'm ready for.
1: Yes, exactly. And I like to take the, uh, the opinion or the point of view that we're never going to get there. And so when we find another aspect that triggers us, it could be that, oh, they're emotionally unavailable. Where do I need to be more available to myself? Oh, they're, they're, I've attracted somebody quite angry. Mm -hmm. Where have I not processed my anger? Where have I not let my potency of, hey, this doesn't align with my values. This is out of integrity. Where am I not speaking my truth? Like do the work. And also as women, we often can get competitive and jealous Mm -hmm. with each other. That's just a part of us that has not yet been awakened, that we've not yet embodied. So instead of like saying, bitch, under your mm-hmm. breath, like <laughs> do your work, put on a song. Maybe she's really naughty. Maybe she's really dorky. Maybe she's really confident. Maybe she's so sensual and surrendered. Something that is, is—it's she's an invitation. So put a song on that can e- e- awaken and elicit this energy inside of you. Because we all, we all are the same dark and light. We are all everything. So that essence is within you. Say, thank you, sister, and go home, put a song on and start to dance. Mm. Let that
0: awaken within you. Right. So just wonderful information. So, so let's say you see that woman, you, you, it it brings about envy, jealousy, whatever you realize, okay, I have the work to do. Confidence is definitely one of the things that, you know, you may say, okay, I have to work on. What are some practices? What can, what can someone do? Someone's listening to this and saying, I hear you. I'm so done with being envious or jealous or whatever emotion. What can I do? What do you want to share with them? Mm,
1: well, if I would get into a relationship with somebody like you or me and start doing mentorship work, I really would have someone who can see your blind spots because quite often as busy accomplished women, we've got to be more confident. So let's put some more sprinkles on the ice cream cone of shit and just keep <laughs> pushing and trying. Mm, it's not the way it's not the efficient. It's the exhausting way. And so to be in a relationship with an, another sister who can be like a mentor who doesn't judge who can see your blind spots, who can use humor, who lets it be okay if you have a good cry or that you can show her your shadow and she can take you through to the other side. Because confidence to me isn't, isn't, again, this accomplishment thing and look what I achieved and look in the face of anything, I'm a badass. That's great and all, but fighters get exhausted, okay? And of course, we don't wanna be damsels in distress. We don't wanna be victims and not confident either. But there's a, there's a middle ground and again, it comes back to this intimate relationship with yourself. There's nothing to be confident about if you love all parts of yourself. Mm. But if you resist parts of yourself, avoid parts of yourself, want nothing to do with parts of yourself, you need to overcome and overcompensate for those parts of yourself and try even harder to be confident. Mm. It's really so much more efficient just to go inside and start to learn with the, maybe it's the release thing of trauma. Maybe it's the processing of emotional triggers. Maybe it's a reconnecting to your little you. Do this inner work so that you can literally look in the mirror and love all parts of you. The cellulite, the one who went through the bankruptcy, the one who went through the divorce, the one who's a badass, the one who has accomplished this, that, and the other. Like every part of you, if you can love and accept, maybe not prefer the size of your ass but you can still <laughs> allow this is your awesome ass it works it, it moves you can walk like let's at least be grateful for that like really come into allowance with every single part of you that's true confidence that, the resistance of nothing and the allowance of all of you and then just be
0: yeah that sure sounds like it and i'll tell you out of you know when i when i see the women who have been through something, the strongest, most vibrant, bold, resilient women I've ever met. It's not that they've avoided the hard stuff. It's that they've used it as a, as a, just such a tool to say, okay, well this, this got me, but here I am now. And it sounds like that's what you're saying. And, and it's not to say these things won't happen, but what are you doing with them to make them, to use them in your favor?
1: Yes, exactly. And for people that learn more about me and read my story, et cetera, like I was quite a damsel in distress, quite a victim. And the next phase was standing up for myself. And I really became a badass, a fighter. And I and I got through a lot and I stood up for what was right. And I maybe I lost the house and went into all that legal debt, but I paid it off and I found love again. And my son and I have a great relationship now. All of this, but I was still trying. I was still fighting. I started to really think the only way it was going to work was if I put in all that energy. There's another phase after we go from insecure to maybe a badass kind of confident, you know, accomplished woman. There's the queen and she is in balance. She knows that she has this strength to do whatever, but she works efficiently. She works elegantly. She actually takes the path of least resistance She's very discerning and very aware, but she's in the flow. She's truly that inner yin-yang. She knows when to use her feminine energy of allowing, inviting, alluring, receiving. She knows when to use her her bold Kali energy and go, ah-ah, uh-uh, the buck stops here, not okay. She can pull that card as well. She's just the space of, of tenderness and healing just because of all she's been through. She can just look at you with these unconditionally loving eyes and make you feel seen and safe and heard. She has all these different skills and yet she's rested in this easy state of beingness. And that's really the state that I'm choosing to cultivate right now. And I, and I don't judge my damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. She was doing her best. And I don't judge my fighter who gave it everything she got and got through a lot of tough shit. I'm really grateful for her. And I'm integrating both of them into this new energy now that I really think attracts the level of partnership, king, noble, badass that a lot of us conscious women are desiring.
0: Mm, Beautiful. It's like, you know, we know Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. This sounds truly like The Heroine's Journey, for sure. Yeah, well said.
1: Thank you. Love Joseph Campbell.
0: Absolutely. So what do you want to make sure you share before we wrap up?
1: Hmm. I just want to, like, as I said earlier, just give everyone just a big old snuggle and that sense of, like, you can exhale. You don't need to accomplish more in order to rest into your worth. Be willing to take those two or three steps inward to really process all the crap you've been through into these beautiful gems that within you will awaken your true genius your true essence, your authenticity, like a stained glass window. It's many, many pieces that used to be shattered mm. and put back together, but you're even stronger now, even more beautiful because of your kinks, because of what happened. And so to really own that and, and do your inner work to process that. So there's nothing to prove, nothing to accomplish, just your unique radiance to shine. And I know that when that pl- place inside goes, you know, comes to rest, <sighs> okay, that big exhale of coming home inside, that's when your ideal partner shows up. That's when you really get in line with your true genius talents and gifts on the planet. That's when your ideal clients show up. That's when you just wake up and you're happy. And there's really no external reason why you ought to be. You're just just—you're just happy mm. for no reason. And that's our birthright. And so to do the work, to be that because that's, I believe, how we inspire each other mm. by being our truest self. Yeah. Thank
0: Beautiful. you. Beautiful. I feel like everybody just took a nice deep breath and just let their bellies just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just go. You just gave us all permission. Alana, how do we learn more about you? Where do we go?
1: Oh, my website would be great. AlanaPrat.com or my YouTube channel. I'd love you to to watch the videos that I put out all the time. There's lots of free content on my website, um, my podcast that you're going to be on. Soon, I can't wait. Conversations, lots of wonderful ways for people to play.
0: Wonderful. I want to thank you so much. I, I feel like you gave us so much insight. You gave us permission for those of us who feel we just don't have permission to just relax in our own worth. And we're so busy accomplishing and doing. You really, uh, you, you, you gave us that breathing space and just the um, just the insight to be as wonderful and noble and beautiful and resilient as we truly can be. So thank you so much for joining us today. I know you help so many women.
1: Mm, thank you, Debbie, for the honor and pleasure. Mwah, snuggles to you as well. Uh, you too. <laughs> thank you again.
0: Didn't you just love that chat? Alana is fierce and truly embodies someone who is living fully. She has so many great tools to help you bounce back from just about anything. So head over to alanapratt.com forward slash vulnerability for her seven-part complimentary training. Here's my biggest takeaway. Don't be afraid of the traumas. Each one gives us information around what emotions need our attention and what still needs to be healed. An unavailable partner can show us how we're unavailable for ourselves and the pain of loss or heartbreak Shows us our humanness. It's hard, but it's what makes us beautiful if we learn the lessons these opportunities bring. So if the pain of betrayal is keeping you sick, sad, and stuck, you may be struggling with post betrayal syndrome. Take the quiz and see. Go over to pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz and let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.